her and I would walk out in the woods and, and she would pull herbs and berries and tree bark and she'd pull all that out and then she'd take it home and she'd make something with it and then she'd take it over to those people's house and, and it would make them well. Welcome, my friends, to The Storyteller, where you'll find First Nations people from across Native North America who are following Jesus Christ without reservation. Today we'll hear from a Sac and Fox elder as he shares about some of the special people and events in his life, including the most important decision that he would ever make. My name is Ralph Hamblin. I'm a Sac and Fox Indian here in Oklahoma. I was raised in Shawnee, Oklahoma with my mother and my father. And my mother was a full-blood Sac and Fox and my dad was half Sac and Fox and half English. I had four brothers. Uh, uh, three of them were uh, half-brothers and then my little brother, him and I were uh, same, same father. Uh, we came from a, it was a dysfunctional family. Because, uh, number one, my dad, he was an alcoholic and, but he, uh, did it in a very quiet way. I, I don't think I ever saw my dad drink, but I could smell it. And of course I knew that him and my mother had their conflicts. But my mother came from a Christian home. She had 17 brothers and sisters. Uh, they lived on the Second Fox Reservation, which is, north of uh, Shawnee, up in a little town called Stroud. And uh, we had a, that's where our reservation was. Uh, my grandfather and my grandma, they were moved from uh, Iowa by the government in about the late, late 1800s. And um, they came to Oklahoma and they settled, uh, got some land, and he was a farmer and a rancher. But the Presbyterian Church came in in, a, in about 1900, uh, came into the Sagan Fox Reservation, and they started a little church, and it was called the Only Way Baptist Church. And my grandfather was a charter member of that church, and uh, he worked as a deacon. My grandmother worked as a a midwife, so she helped deliver a lot of Indian babies, and of course she had a lot of babies herself. And my mother was the oldest of the of all uh, of her brothers and sisters, so they always called her Babe because she was she was you know she was their mama really because because she took care of a lot of them, and so she uh, she knew Christ at an early age. And I'm thankful for that because in our home, she was the spiritual leader of our home. Uh, my dad, uh, he never did accept Christ. He was, he heard it and he heard it and, uh, and he just kept rejecting and, and then in his later age, he was seeking, but, uh, the Lord just quit calling him and it was sad, but, uh, he he just kept rejecting it. And so 
in my life, I, I, I was raised there in Shawnee. Uh, I was a city boy, but I went to my grandma's house a lot in the summertime, and I'd spend a lot of time with her. She was a lady that uh, talked sack and fox all the time, so she didn't talk English. I think she knew, but she just wouldn't do it. And so her and I would have a quite a time communicating, but we were able to make each other understand. And I just had a marvelous time spending time with my grandmother. Uh, my other grandmother on my dad's side, she was, they, she was a very hard, she was a little bitty lady. We called her little grandma because she was so small, but boy, she was feisty. She was a, she was a real go-getter. Uh, but and but she was hard. She was really hard lady. My other grandma was just a real soft. We called her Kashu Grandma, because uh, in the second fox the word Kashu means cat, and she had lots of cats around her place, and so we called her Kashu Grandma, and uh, she was just a real loving person, and I liked being around her. Grandma took me to church. Uh, and her and I walked to church several times. It was about four miles, and we'd walk to church, and that was fun. She lived way out in the country. She lived about seven miles north of Stroud. In the, she lived on the land that, that was their allotment. They had each uh, family got 240 acres, and she, she had that land, and we had, she had a big house on it, and uh, just... I just had fun being around her. Uh, she was always doing something and uh, she'd get up very early in the morning and she'd get her old wood stove going. She'd be out there chopping wood and, uh, I'd go chop wood with her. Um, somebody would call and, and say somebody was sick in the neighborhood and, and she would say, come on. And so away we'd go. Her and I would walk out in the woods and, and she would pull herbs and berries and tree bark and she'd pull all that out and then she'd take it home and she'd make something with it. And then she'd take it over to those people's house and, and it would make them well. I mean, she knew how to use that, uh, the, uh, natural medicine, uh, and she was always doing that. And she had a garden, and, and she'd have me out there hoeing weeds and things. And I just enjoyed doing that, I remember. And she was just a, a neat lady that I had a very closeness with. And I remember when uh, she died, uh, I was the last person she talked to because uh was in the family, and I was outside, and... And they'd come out there and they said, Ralph, they said, Grandma wants to talk to you. And I remember going in there and sitting down beside her bed and holding her hand. And she died. That hurt me uh, probably as much as anything when I lost her. She was a really neat person. Lost my little brother about the same way. He got killed in a car accident. He was, uh, him and I was as close as any two boys could have been. We did some crazy things together. But uh, as I grew up uh, there in Shawnee, we had problems. Uh, my little brother, my dad really liked my little brother. Uh, 
And so we were kind of separated. My little brother went with my dad, and, and I was with my mother. And uh, it really created some conflict there. Uh, but him and I were just close as could be. And uh, we had lots of good times playing together. And we just went all over the city doing all kinds of things. And we lived on the kind of the poor end of town. But to us, it didn't seem like that because we played baseball and we went down to the creek all the time. And, and I went through the Shawnee school system. I went from first grade all the way through high school. And then I attended Oklahoma Baptist University, which is located in Shawnee. And I went to school there for a couple of years. Um, and so I knew Shawnee real well. Didn't think I'd ever leave. And uh, there was a... There was a started a Indian church there in Shawnee in 1947. So I was about six or seven years old. And they started the Indian mission, and my mother was one of the first ones that went there. And uh, then they moved it around different places. So I went to that little church. But then uh, a lot of times down the street, my mother would be working she worked as a nurse at the Indian hospital there. They, well, there was a sanitarium there for tuberculosis patients. And she worked there for 30-some-odd years. And so when she was working and I couldn't go to get to the church, well, there was a little church down the street, and it was called the Oklahoma Avenue Baptist Church. And I went there as a boy uh, so that... My Sunday school teacher at that church, his name was Jesse James, and he would take us out on hunting trips, and he would just take us hiking a lot of times. But while we were walking, he would explain about Jesus and about the lostness of people that you need a Savior. And so I was introduced to Jesus at an early age, and as I listened to him and uh, started understanding what he was saying, well, then the little Indian church, First Indian of Shawnee, uh, they had pastors that were men that was going to school at Oklahoma Baptist University. And they'd come to our place, and they would, they would be our pastor for like four years, and then they'd graduate, and then there would be another one come. Well, while I was, uh, in the, I was probably in the fourth or fifth grade because I was um, nine years old, well, my pastor, his name was Gabe Paxton, Jr. He was a, got out of the Marine Corps and uh, was in the Second World War. I remember he drove a tank. He was a tank driver. I thought that was always really neat. Uh, he'd tell us all about driving a tank. And uh, But he took us to camps. And one year he took me, in 1949, he took me to, Falls Creek, and that's a huge camp area in Oklahoma where all the people come down in youth camp and they, they just gather and they, it's one of the largest youth gathering in the, in the United States. Um, but we had Royal Ambassador Camp. That was a, a program for boys in the church. And so I went to Royal Ambassador Camp and down there at Falls Creek in uh, 1949. I remember sitting on a bed and my pastor Gabe Paxton was sitting there talking to me and he began to tell me about Jesus Christ. And I realized at that point that I was lost, that I needed a Savior. I needed somebody 
that could intercede for me. And uh, as I listened to him, and he took the Bible, and he showed me the scriptures, uh, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And he told me, he said, Ralph, he said, that's you. He said, that whosoever was you, and he, that Jesus died on that cross for you. And I accepted Jesus at that time, right there on that bed. What an amazing truth that Jesus died for you. It was the only way that your relationship with God could be restored. Someone has to pay for your wrongdoing. You'll either accept Jesus' payment on your behalf or face God's judgment on your own. But why would you do this? Today you've heard about special relationships and the grief of losing loved ones. Think about how special you must be to God that He would endure such grief in order to make you His own. My friend, that's love. The Bible puts it this way, By this God's love was revealed in us that God has sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as the atoning sacrifice for our sin. If you have any questions or comments, you can write to us at The Storyteller, P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. That's The Storyteller, P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. Our phone number is 877-766-4648. That's 877-766-4648. You can also find us online at withoutreservation.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, the greatest story took place at the cross. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. My friends, there's more to Ralph's story, so be sure to join us again next time as we listen to The Storyteller.